Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. Today on this podcast episode, we're talking about large group communication, essentially public speaking, but there's a lot more going on than that. It isn't just about how we speak. It's about how the audience is perceiving what is going on. What is the experience? How are they receiving the information and the message that is being delivered to them? So there's many different things at play when it comes to large group communication. Now, what is it? What is large group communication? We're talking about, so yesterday, uh, or on the last podcast episode, I talked about uh, small group communication being between three to sort of about 20 people. So if we take that number of 20 and then we move it up towards a thousand people, then we've kind of got a large group that we are communicating to. Now, unlike mass communication, whether, you know, we're talking country size and, you know, how things are broadcast, much, much sort of larger scale than that, we're still having an element of facilitation. There's still an opportunity to receive a lot more feedback than we would with mass communication, although it will be less feedback or direct feedback that we're able to get from the smaller group communication or that versus one to one. Right. In terms of impact. We know um, from studies and research that impact will often happen much more and that kind of influence will happen much more on a one to one basis when two people are able to, you know, meet minds, come to a mutual understanding. But it is still possible, not as much. It is still possible when we move into small group communication or large group communication, as we're talking about today. Firstly, there are many different channels to large group communication. We've essentially got online, right? We could be holding a webinar or a workshop. So we may have people that have attended an online event. You can see them there. Maybe they've got their cameras on. Maybe they haven't. And this uh, sort of virtual world, we're still delivering communication, but we're maybe not able to read every single person or to be able to get feedback straight away from everyone unless we're running polls, things like that. So that could be online communication uh, and kind of large group communication. And then we've also got you know, social media, right? If you've got a thousand connections on Facebook, if you've got, I don't know, maybe a thousand connections on Clubhouse, or you've got quite a, a large room, then you may be delivering a message. But remember, it's not it, it's not realistic to think that we're impacting everybody. When it comes to social media anyway, the algorithm is going to be at play. Just because you've got 900 followers doesn't mean that all 900 of them saw the message that you posted or the communication that you did. 
I look at it as kind of the 10-10 rule. If you've got 900 people, you're going to have at least 10% engagement uh, or 10% viewers, and then 10% of those viewers will then get engaged. That kind of seems to be similar across different channels. Of course, if you've got more of a niche or you've got more of um, a, a specific topic that you talk to that has gained an audience, then they may be already on the bus so that you may get larger engagement uh, through your, your followership. So it's not fair to say that everybody has heard your message. Now, if we look at a different channel and we look at the channel of having everybody in a conference room and we're or a, a large event and we are delivering it and we know that there are a thousand people that are sitting in there, they've got their seats or they're in the auditorium or, or they're around, they are going to hear the message whether they focus on the message or not may come into play, but we know that everybody was there. So we have a captive audience and the ability to impact a thousand, although it's not likely still that we will get everybody in that audience on the bus. And it's important to know that because when we're emotioneering large group communication and we're looking at the things that hold us back, thinking that everybody is going to agree with what we say is not a great place to start because it's really highly unlikely, okay? And to think that every single person is going to get engaged, that isn't likely either. What we can understand is that 100% of the people in that room will hear the message. Will they understand the message? That's really down to the way that you communicate that message and the way that you piece the narrative together around the delivery of the presentation that you're making. So there's much more presentation in large group communication versus some facilitation. If you've got an MC or a host or a co-host at an event, then you're going to be able to facilitate feedback a little bit more. You can run exercises, you can have polls, but you're going to have a team around you that will help you with those things. Because remember, there is less opportunity for direct feedback. Okay. So the, the MC or the host or the moderator in that sort of circumstance feels the dynamic. They have good self-awareness that they're able to read the audience a little bit better, know where the energy is. Are they getting smiles? They can see the faces. This is where podcasting or on a, a virtual webinar where you can't see anyone struggles because you don't know who is engaged with you so it's important to have good self-awareness you know strong self-esteem so that you can visualize people are enjoying the experience that they are engaging even if you can't see them but if they're there in front of you you have a much better understanding of how the information is being received because this is the Emotioneering podcast, this is very much about the mindset of the individual delivering the message at large group communication, okay? Challenges with the mindset. There's going to be a couple of different ones, but here's, here's the kind of top level ones that will come up. You will say to yourself, potentially, will they think I'm any good, right? How will I know if my message is being understood, Right? These are some of the things that we may be saying to ourselves. Now, that's a very me-driven process. That's a little bit about our own ego. If we then look at some of the challenges in mindset and the questions we may ask focused on them and focused on the outcomes for the audience, what we may ask instead is, will the audience stay engaged? What questions do they have? How best can I serve them 
to learn from this communication that I am bringing to them today. It's about maintaining that energy, making it fun and an engaging experience, right? That everyone is feeling at the same time in group communication. They may not be feeling the same thing. (laughs) They may have different thoughts and interpretations, but they are experiencing feelings all at the same time. So what's great about it as well is that these people will be able to create a bond around this experience. So if we're looking at it from a a corporate standpoint, then they're engaged and the experience that they're all feeling, they know that they were there together. So it creates a little bit more unity with the group that you have. Let's go back to these questions that I was saying. The me, what will they think of me? Am I any good? That's about your own uh, limiting beliefs. It's about improving your own self-esteem to understand what, you know, what you're good at, what your strengths are, what your opportunities are versus the them questions. Will the audience stay engaged? How can I help them learn? So it's very much about them versus me. Ask those questions and you're probably best placed to be starting to move into large group communication because you have confidence in your abilities and you believe that you will do a great job. Now it's about framing the message. And I asked Les Brown, I had an amazing opportunity that somebody gave me to be in the same room as him and ask him a question. And what I wanted to know was this. I asked Les Brown, what do you say to yourself before you stand up and speak? What do you say to set the mindset? Now, the reason I wanted to know this is because I say something to myself when I am about to deliver a presentation, when I'm about to do a keynote speech or when I'm about to do a podcast or run a room like this in Clubhouse recording this live, as I say to myself, it's a beautiful day to change minds. Not everyone's, (laughs) but some of them will be, but it's a beautiful day to change minds. And I think I kind of got it from the fact that I've loved Grey's Anatomy for a lifetime and what they used to do and say before they went into the surgery. And some of you will know is it's a beautiful day to save lives but I'm not saving lives potentially in the sense that I'm doing surgical procedures, Uh, but I am helping people to change their minds, which can change their lives um, for for the greater good. And we have that kind of ripple effect. So that's what I like to say to myself, but I really wanted to know what does Les Brown say to himself? Because I knew what I was saying. And this is what Les Brown said to me in his, in his deep, amazing speaker voice, less of me, more of thee. That is what he said. And that's what he meant. More of them, right? That's what he was saying. If I make it more about them, what are their objectives? What are their outcomes? What are you guys listening to this want to get out of this? What would I want to hear if this was me and I was in that situation? How can I empathize, right? So that's what he said. Less of me, more of thee. Absolutely. Which is quite religious in itself, but it is very much about the how can I help the person on the other side of this what am I trying to communicate and how am I helping them how can I help them right now I hate to state the the obvious and be captain obvious on this but the biggest opportunity with large group communication is the way that we communicate the message can we frame the message in a way that it keeps people engaged in the message is there a beginning a middle and an end Is there a story versus social proof? You know, we tell someone a story and they say, yeah, well, okay, that's great. But did it work? Does it work? You know, where else does it work? They look for social proof. They want statistics. They want hard facts. Can we put that into our presentations and into our communication to solidify belief 
and to help people believe, to move towards courage, because increasing belief in a, in a unifying idea or an opportunity is going to create less silos. It's going to help people join together, be more of a team. And it removes the excuses and helps people move forward and what they want to do and create amazing results. There's only two ways to do that. Stories and social proof. Are they in there? How are you framing this message? Is there a bit of the what? Is there a bit of the why? Is there a bit of the how? Right? All of these things. Virginia Satir. If you haven't checked her out, I suggest you do. And she had five Satir categories for understanding communication styles. The one that has had the biggest impact overall is what she calls the leveler or the assertive uh, sort of uh, communicator. Okay. Now, levelers have emotional balance and relate to all types of people. Very much aligned with what we do in the Emotioneering Club here and what we do in the Emotioneering Podcast. It is very much about how we improve our emotional intelligence, right? So that we can help ourselves to relate more to other people so we can have meaningful relationships. Secondly, they are assertive. You have to believe in yourself and have, you know, the, the confidence. But that will come through just trying from hearing feedback, from being knowing who you are. The goal of leveling is mutual problem solving. The role. I talked a little bit about the politics in group communication because politics is about making decisions for the greater good, for the for the majority of the group. Not every single member, but you want to help everybody, but it is understanding how you come to that decision making. And that's what this leveler, this assertive uh, sort of style that Virginia Satir talks about. Congruent words and body language. We talk about a lot about this in the podcast, how we match our words to our body language. Our body language will always tell the truth. 100% our body language will tell the truth. The words can be as we want them to be. The body language and the way that we say the message doesn't lie. So when it matches, when we look at how someone's communicating, what they're saying and how they're coming across, we want that to match up because otherwise we don't believe. Right? We don't believe in the story or we don't believe in, in the message that they're giving us. Levelers have few threats to their self-esteem. I brought this up because they are in a great mindset. They know how to put themselves into a position where they believe that the message that they're delivering is greater than what anyone else is going to say about them. And anything that they have had someone say to them, they've probably told themselves more times than they can remember. And they have real-time congruent responses. So a leveler will have real-time congruent responses. So think about when you ask them questions or when they're open to feedback. How do they respond to that? Do they shoot it down? Do they stay open? Do they ask more questions back? Will they be transparent if they're not sure of the answer? Can they confidently say, that is not, that's not my bag. I know someone that does have that bag though, and I'd suggest that you go and talk to them. How do they respond? Do they bluff or do they stay honest and true to integrity? So all of these kind of characteristics in the way that we view large group communication is about increasing belief and getting people together around a common theme 
or trend. When you're aiming to change a culture within an organization, it is a great place to start with group communication, large group communication, because like I was saying, it, it attempts to get everybody on the bus at the same time. Okay, there's going to be some cynics, there's going to be some skeptics that won't get there, and that's okay. We're not expecting that to happen. They'll come later, but let's see the ones that are really engaged from doing it. How did they feel? What was the immediate feedback from those people? And then we can adjust what we're doing, adjust our message, adjust our mission or our project that we're going to do, and then have a much more successful outcome. But it is about getting them together and that experience that kicks it off to get that reaction in the first place. Building relationships. We don't want to be losing the crowd or the people. It has to really be about what's in it for them. If that's one message that has definitely come through in this podcast, it is about what is in it for them first and foremost and how you can tailor the message to that. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. <laughs> Have a great day and ciao for now.